We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. I have read this line from Paul's letter countless times at gravesides, outside in cemeteries, the grieving family huddled and hushed, wondering if I have anything worth giving them, anything to take the bitter edge off their sharp grief. In this cemetery or that, surrounded by tombstones in every season, under a warm summer's sun, on a windy fall day with crisp leaves swirling around us, as a soft snow blankets the coffin, as fresh green shoots of grass appear beneath our feet, to the grieving, to the bereft, Paul writes these words. We do not want you to be uninformed about those who have fallen asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. Grief is the thing that grips the hearts of Paul's hearers. Grief at the passing of loved ones. Uncertainty as to what has become of them, where their spirits, freed from their bodies, might have found a home, if anywhere. In the Oxford Book of Death, the editor declares that, and I quote, death is a subject on which there are no real experts, end quote. But grief is different. Grief is a subject upon which there are many experts, and among you gathered today are such experts, authorities on grief. Grief about which we know much and death about which we know little, are nevertheless two sides of a single coin, two entangled inexorable facets and facts of our human mortal lives. Death, grief. But to these Paul adds a third, hope. Death, yes, we cannot shake it. It will stalk us. It will claim us. And not just us, but more bitterly, those whom we love more than we love ourselves. Grief, yes, it will pierce our hearts and twine itself around our throats. But to you, to you who know too much of both, of death and grief, Paul writes this, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who have died so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. It is Paul's holy vocation, his passion and conviction to inform you, to explain and persuade, to advise and enlighten you on what he himself has seen and known. Now, you can say a lot of things about our dear brother Paul, but you have to know that he had an experience a visceral, visible, physical, audible, mind-bending, reason-shattering, spirit-lifting, life-convicting experience of the risen Christ. And it is from the authority, that authority, 
the authority of that experience that he writes these words to us. We do not want you to be uninformed about those who have died. Why? So that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. You will grieve. You will grieve. We will not be relieved of that, but ours is a grief with hope. Hope in that house not made with human hands, eternal in the heavens. Hope that ear has not heard, nor human imagination envisioned what God has prepared for those who love God. Hope that all who believe in Jesus, though they die, yet shall they live. Hope that our beloved dead are not dead, but alive, wondrously alive in God's transcendent love. Hope that they have been received into the arms of God's mercy, into the blessed rest of everlasting peace, and into the company of the saints in light. At the grave, in the cemetery, this is what we have to offer. It comes on good authority. It is everything. It is all the difference in the world. Amen.